Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Get This Cake Podcast. I hope you are all enjoying season two so far. I know I am, and I'm very, very happy to have another guest on the show for you all. And I really hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week. Um, yeah, so today is going to be fun. So you guys definitely want to get comfortable, grab some, uh, grab some wine, grab some tea, whatever it is, because we have some hot shit to spill to you all today. I have a good friend here. Her name is May, and she is a wonderful girl that I've met a couple years back, and we're, we're really going to get into it today. Um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to have her on the show. Hey, my Libra sister. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hi guys, this is my first podcast, so I'm a little rusty. So no, rusty means I did it before. I just, I'm just off the, I'm, I'm right off the shelf. I'm new, so yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna do great. Yeah, I'm here to just, to just talk this out. <laughs> so I mean, I feel like you definitely had some inspiration to be on a show before. So like, what made you want to come on today? Um, honestly, I wanted to come on because, uh, first of all, I seen your ass. Okay, <laughs> I see, that that's what caught the eye. So good marketing, um, caught Thank the you. eye, and then the name was really cute. And I was like podcasts, and I'm like, why don't I like like help her like help her out a little bit and like have some fun, yeah. like and like I love to talk so. This is right up my alley. Right up my alley. <laughs> We're having a couple uh, vodka sodas, and it, it's just a vibe today. So, cheers. <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. It's so good. Um, girl, I have been like so pumped. It's been so nice out lately. Finally, mm-hmm. fuck. Um, and I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I'm legit ready for hot girl summer. Like, bitch, I did not get a hot girl summer. It was last lukewarm. Year. It was lukewarm. It was like when you boil the kettle and you just forget that you even you, boiled the kettle. Like, you, you gotta turn that shit on 2021. <laughs> exactly. So, um, can you join me on this? Because mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. We met in the summer. We did. So, we got this. Yeah, we do. We, we, like, honestly, I totally forgot that you were a Libra, and I don't know how I managed to forget that, but, like, bitch, we gotta turn up. We should do a joint birthday this year. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is my thing, because when I met you, it was my birthday celebration. It was my celebration, but it was the actual day of my birthday, so I'm like, it's my birthday today, and you're like, it's gonna be my birthday in, like, a week or something like that, and I was yeah. like... Bitch. And like we, I think we like had our drink. We were just taking shots. Before. Yeah, but we we did a cheers for our birthdays, and it was cute. I was like, we do cheers. <laughs> Honestly, I like. I think we should really blow up our birthdays together this year. But before that, we've got hot girl summer, and I'm single. Are you single? I am a hundred percent single. Ooh. Like and subscribe. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> going to like stay single this summer because like sis I moved here and I have made some mistakes and that's okay that's okay but there are some serious like 
some people make fun of this for me. Like I have a TikTok video where I was just like swearing off Toronto men's, but like if I were to really, <laughs> I like, I know I made a video and it did really well on TikTok, but like I had a bunch of Toronto men's in my DM saying like, well, bitch, you're like, you live here. Like, well, who are you going to date then? And I'm just like, mm, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. International. Yeah. <laughs> international, international men, baby. International pussy. Baby. <laughs> but I like, I need your advice. I need your help this summer because I've literally had the worst luck. Okay. And I, Listen, sorry. Sorry. I'm not helping you get cuffed off this summer. I'm not helping you get shackled up and put away in the fucking... <laughs> The castle, the tower, like like fucking Rapunzel. I'm not helping you do that. I'm helping you get some long hair like Rapunzel, but I'm not <laughs> letting you get locked up like her. We're doing a Chloré order this week. Ponytail. Ponytail. <laughs> Ponytail gang. No, but I don't want you to. I don't want anybody to have a boyfriend in the summer. Am I bad? I'm like, no. My friends will be like, I like this guy. I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 you're all mine. Because I've always tried to be like, okay, so maybe you should date him. And then they're like, this guy is a fuckboy. And I'm like, I I sent you to him when I could have told you to run free, my darling. But honestly, I don't want you to be cuffed up. But I want everyone to find love. And my thing is, what's so like, what's with this whole thing of like finding love? Like, I feel like everyone feels like they have to, especially females. We feel like Ooh. we have to be in love. Guys will be like, uh, I like her. Maybe I'll love her one day. <laughs> but females were like, oh my God, like we're so set on love and like we have this big idea of love. And I just don't get it. I like, <laughs> she almost dropped the mic. I like, I, like I said, I don't want to be, I want to have my hot girl summer, but like come fall, like I got to start getting my roster ready. And the thing is, is that I'm not having any luck. And I keep on like my problem. The problem is one of the things I end up getting, and I don't know if it's just like I'm going for the wrong type of guy or if this seems to be the mentality of like a lot of guys here in the city. I'm probably going to get heat for this, whatever. But they always say like, oh, like I've never dated a black girl before or like mm -hmm. I have this tendency of going for guys who use me as their first black experience. And... <laughs> The whole I no the whole idea of black the whole idea of black experience like oh my god <laughs> go on though oh my god it honestly I so I'll share this with you because her and I have not really seen each other in a, quite a while and so I feel like you know what let's like I said this is tea time on this episode but I I've dated quite a few Asian guys in the city and. Coming from Halifax, there isn't that many. It's really like a really, really white city. Coming here, it's definitely very multicultural and there's a lot of different like nationalities and a lot of different backgrounds. And it's very, very common to see international couples in this city. Now, it's also the city of like hip hop artists and a lot of big hip hop and music come from Toronto. And the face of a lot of artists are black. And a lot of the, you know, music video girls that you see here are black. And so it seems common, like even with basketball culture here, that these guys, you know, not just black men, but like other men of different backgrounds grew up with black culture. And I Everybody. thought, yeah. And I literally thought that my, um, I would have an easier time being able to approach 
different guys, you know, that are Asian or Arab or wherever their background may be, because I thought coming into Toronto that that was their exposure and that they would have experiences. And shockingly so, I still came across a lot of guys that would say, no, I would only like, I would only date Chinese girls or only date Lebanese girls or only date, you know, Korean girls or whatever the case may be. And that still shocked me. And so a lot of the times it would always end up in like failed talking stages. They got their experience with me, but the reality of actually dating a girl of color still was so far-fetched. Have you dated like, like what's your experience with guys of different backgrounds and ethnicities here? Okay, so um, I had a, I definitely had, like, I'm not gonna say I dated everybody in Toronto, but <laughs> I definitely had a wide um, range of races that I've dated. And I used to actually, like, only say I dated white guys. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And I, here's why, because Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's all I'm gonna say, but, I was like, I, and, and in my head, it was like um, all the black guys that I knew, they were into white girls. They were into what they, you know, weren't like normally around. Like, you know, and like even my, I have four brothers and like they had crushes and they were white girls. Wow. Yeah. So, so to me, I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, like we all like, in, in my head, it was like, we all like what to be white. Mm. We all like this color. We all like, you know? And I and I grew up with, sorry, my ball, like a little ball of hair just, ooh. This is a black household. It's okay if your ponytail's coming out. It's, it's okay. a black household and my ponytail's coming out, ladies. But no, it's still on. <laughs> so like, I've had guys tell me, oh, um, I had like black men, like midnight, tell me, oh, I don't like, I don't like dark girls. And What? It, yeah, and it would be, it would be, it wouldn't even be like, it would just be dark. They would say it like it was just the darkness of it. Wow. And it played into how I felt in life because I used to think I was so dark. So I was like, oh, like, so in my head, I was like, first of all, I'm going to end up with somebody. I don't know why I still wanted a white guy, but in my head, I just couldn't like see myself with anybody that I grew up with. Plus I was a tomboy who used to wear a hijab. So I just, I was like, I was already covered and I was wearing baggy shit and like, and I wasn't trying to make myself attractive because I was, I just didn't know how to be attractive. So I just knew how to be a tomboy. Mm. And so when I started putting myself together, I started getting like a different, like as a lot of different guys come to me, you know, and tell me I was beautiful and shit I never heard, you know? Mm. And then tell me, oh, like Somali women are like one of the most beautiful women on the world. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, mm. Why is it like, I've never heard this. And this is coming from like white men. This is coming from not my, like, not my race. Wow. And they would be, they would, like, tell me that they're, like, oh, like, I, like, they would go back to, like, Iman and, like, certain models. And they're, like, do you realize how beautiful you are, you guys? So I'd be, like, wow, these guys are recognizing my beauty. And these guys are literally, like, fuck this, we want a white girl. Wow. Yeah. And, like, that, that just honestly, it breaks my heart. And, I was, maybe I was naive to think that because there's such a heavy influence of black culture and black owned businesses in Toronto and, you know, like I said, like uh, basketball culture and like hip hop, that these men would still desire or have experience or acknowledge our beauty and acknowledge that, you know, interracial couples is a thing here. And it, it seems like it doesn't matter what the culture is of the city. It seems that they're the, 
Eurocentric beauty standards and social media will still always be a, a factor of uh, desire. And it's sad that even our own black men, our own brothers, the most, the most, it's it's always the guys, the darkest ones. To me, that said that to me, and I was like, well, here damn. in Toronto, in Toronto, and I I would be shocked. And then they would affiliate it with like, like they would relate it to like uh, being ghetto. And I'm like. But I had a friend that like let's just call her Cassie and my fucking her name was Cassie. I don't know why I just fucking it's okay. I let's just give her a name, her actual name. Um, she was this ghetto white girl. Like shout out to you if you're hearing this, Cassandra. But she was she was a ghetto white girl. Wow. And niggas were into her. So wow. in my thing, it was like so you. So know, you're gonna take our culture and you're still gonna find that attractive. And then so so yeah so you find this girl the, the white girl's wearing weave and like this attractive but. Mm-hmm. This is all the stuff that you hate about black women. Mm. Like, you know, you wanted a girl with natural hair. There's so many black, I have natural hair myself. You have very, very natural hair. So we have hair that's sitting and it's pretty, honey. But we're told that it's not that beautiful or like we're told that like we need that long like tresses of like, you know? And no, nobody has that hair unless they're like Indian or like Brazilian, like, you know, like, isn't it hypocritical that you and I are talking about going to Chloré to get straight ponytails this week? <laughs> it's not hypocritical. As a, it's it's still worse when a white girl wears fucking box braids, whereas Brazen calls it boxer braids. Oh, facts, facts, facts. Just braids, bitch. Just say braids. Just say braids. And like, yeah, that just reminds me a lot of like one of the episodes I did on season one. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share oh, a little. You did that? I did a uh, yeah, I did an episode in season one about microaggressions. And micro cl- braids and micro aggressions, micro aggressions <laughs> and micro braids. <laughs> there is some things that are just not for you. Um, <laughs> both, both, <laughs> both. both. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a share a little story with you. So I, um, I've gotten this more than once um, from certain guys that are not black, that were Asian. And I mean, like, I'm just putting this, hey, listen, I'm just putting that this out there. I'm, I'm still going to go to Asia to find my husband, period. But oh. like, <laughs> period. But, you know, with the experience of some guys I met here in Toronto, I've had a lot of them say to me, are you ready for this? You sound pretty white mm-hmm. or you, you, you don't really sound like a black girl. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced such fucked up comments like that before? Oh, yeah. So, like I said earlier, like, there's people who would associate, like, not liking black girls with them being ghetto. So, I would go out of my way, and I always were out of my way to have good grammar, and I always read a lot. And I would go up, and I would have, like, you know, a perfect speech, and I would I would make sure that, like, I, you know, I I say my words, I fucking, I speak properly. I'm not, I would purposely go to, like, Miami or something, and be like, yo, darling, like, y'all so lit, y'all. Like, I'll say something like that, but then later on, I'm like... Like, you know, like saying some big word, like fucking profusely, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, and I would do that because I just wanted to educate myself. But I later on learned people were telling me like, oh, you sound, you sound like a white girl. And I'd be like, are you serious? Like, I went, I worked this hard to read all these many books for you to tell me I sound white. And I would go back to Cassandra. This bitch sound like a whole, like people would tell her now. And I feel bad because you grew up with us. People would be like, stop trying to sound like a black girl. And I can get where her frustration comes from because she literally grew up with us. And she, I guess, like, just fell more into, like, I went into reading books. Like, she obviously didn't. 
So I'm not gonna say she obviously didn't, but like she wasn't speaking. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't like I was. I went hard for my grammar, like just to make sure. Mm-hmm. But with when it came to her, like obviously, like girls, some people just don't like give a fuck. Like they probably don't even read a book after like grade like grade six. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that just like. That just goes back to like it has nothing in, like education doesn't have a race you know my in- intelligence and my iq is my intelligence and my iq black excellence period, period. one more time <laughs> for the mic period <laughs> so so like oh god <laughs> yeah so like i i'm an educated woman i i have you know i'm read i've studied i've gone to school and that's just you know unfortunately accessibility and this is just probably a show for another episode but accessibility to education high quality education was always in favor to white kids and that isn't just a toronto thing that's a whole north american thing right that 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 just goes down to a whole other conversation of systematic racism which i don't even think i have enough time day or alcohol for that convo 12 hours and 10 bottles of hennessy (laughs) Right. Got 12 bottles of Hennessy. <laughs> so, no, I like, I was shocked and I didn't know, I don't really know how to like handle those comments when I started dating in this city. I, I really, I probably wasn't hurt at first. I was really just confused. And like, you know, these boys would come over to my house and start playing like Snow Allegra. They would start playing like, um, you know, old school R&B, they would play fucking uh, The Weeknd, they would play like all these artists, they would play whatever they thought, I am i don't know if it was because they actually listened to it, or oh they thought God, that they yes. were doing it okay. to impress yes. me. Yes, okay, so, oh my God, okay. This is one big thing, because I had guys who would like literally be like, like he would like play like two chains and he'll look at me and be like, like, do you the, like it? With like, not even do you like it, but like, I could see in his face. He's like, this is her shit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't even like 2 chains. Like, no, shout out 2 chains. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking playing. <laughs> Florida. No, <laughs> bitch, no. So, and this is like, when I get it, he's trying to like, make me feel like, you know, but no, don't play no top 40 fucking god just don't oh my god because like that's not relating to me that's just literally you picking a rap song and going like yeah he's just trying to get invited to the barbecue and we're gonna get to the barbecue just now (laughs) we're gonna talk about this damn barbecue that people in the cookout that like people get invited to some people don't some, some people, people don't some people are in the fucking uh, behind the fences looking in yeah um 100 um but you trying to impress me with your idea of black artists and black music ain't gonna get you the invite to the barbecue that's like you bringing watermelons to the barbecue being... could you imagine Hmm. You know, I just learned about the whole I mean, like, I background be mad, about the though. watermelons I be and how racist it really is. Is like, it actually? I don't, I don't even want to eat a watermelon. Again. What? Tell me. Oh my god. Okay, so there's this time of like uh, there's a Jim Crow time in America. Like this was like a time where people were doing blackface, which is another big thing that like I still didn't know how serious blackface was until like I learned about the Jim Crow period and. Basically, what it is is that, like, like they would, as those characters with the black faces and the big fake red lips, they would basically give them a watermelon 
and then like and they'll be like they'll have games like shoot a nigger baby <gasps> yeah and then they'll show the baby there like a black faced baby with like a watermelon and it always always had a watermelon because was it like a watermelon easy to shoot it, the watermelon no a watermelon was just like like oh this is how we get them like we put a trap there put a watermelon there and then nigger's gonna come because we were they were like animals to them right oh my god Oh my God. There is a Jim Crow museum. It's in, um, I think it's in Michigan. I'm not sure, but I, or yeah, it might be in Michigan. And like, I just recently learned about it. I want to go because they have everything. Like they, they have pieces that people were actually selling back in the day. Like this, like, like instead of action figures, it'd be like nigger figures. Oh. Yeah. And they would be completely black with like big red lips. Like it was. Are we boycotting watermelons? Um, don't make me do it! Don't so make me do good. it! <laughs> oh no! no but, but but that's the whole thing about watermelons, and like you don't you never know about this shit until you read about actual like American history and like slavery and like the Jim Crow period and how like how they viewed us and it's just disgusting. Like even like people who own the museum themselves, like like they're just like we're disgusted. Like it's just a very disgusting period and. For them, like they show it so we could see it, mm. and I like that they have. I, that. I, would, I think I would have chills if I went to that museum. I that would take like a lot of, yeah, because like you have your ancestral are... trauma. Thank you know you. what I mean, and I feel like that would just be that would take a lot. I mean, I would like to see it. It hurts, but I would have to go with someone. I don't think I could see that alone. Go with me, bitch. Okay. I'll cry with you. <laughs> no, but. You're gonna you're gonna feel it because I was watching a little like documentary about it, and I just got so sad because I'm like I for me I'm looking at the pictures of the people hanging and stuff, and I'm thinking about how they felt in their last moments, wow. thinking how the world like literally just this is really sad. This I is know, really this sad. Has gotten... I got a question for you because this is this is really sad. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're dating a guy, a Toronto man, who is not black. Mm -hmm. How does he get invited to the barbecue? Okay. One thing about Toronto is a clout city. This city, anybody can get invited to the barbecue. The barbecue isn't even a real barbecue, honestly. The barbecue itself doesn't even fucking serve the authentic shit. Honestly, people over here don't even, they don't even appreciate like like I said, I feel like Americans, they they go back into their history more. So like Canadians, we're just so bun like we're a bunch of different races. We don't know what the fuck we are. <laughs> True. Like Facts. we don't know where we are. We don't know if we go to little Italy or little India. Like we don't fucking know. Like we don't know shit. And honestly, I feel like we don't have too much of a big history. Like Canadians have a, has a huge history for like indigenous people and slavery. We're not so much like we're, we're more of the escaped slaves from mm. like you know they went through Nova Scotia and stuff. Yeah, so, Africville, yeah, Jamaican yeah. Maroons. Exactly. So there's a lot of history here, but I feel like there's not enough to like make it like I went to a school called Nelson Mandela. Like so, Nelson Mandela himself, like the man himself. Period. He came to Toronto and he named that school Nelson Mandela. He actually came to Toronto to name the school? He came to Toronto in 2001 or two, you guys could look it up. He took everyone to what was called the Sky Dome, but now it's the, the Air Canada Center. And he took them a big, huge like speech. People went from all over the city, obviously because it's Nelson Mandela. He had his wife, Winnie Mandela. And yeah, the late Nelson Mandela himself came and named to Toronto and named the school. So. I grew up in Regent Park. If anyone was recognizing that place, you're probably being like, oh, fuck, this girl. But honestly, it's 
it, it was a big blessing to, to be in a school where they taught us about so much African history and like about Canadian African history. So we're like, I, I, I the, the reason why I asked this is because like, obviously when we talk about the barbecue, if we were in America, it would be like a different conversation. And obviously in Canada, it's more, the, it's, more it's more of the metaphor. When, I, when we talk about getting invited to the barbecue, it's more of a metaphor here, but like, because there, you know, there's a lot of interracial couples in Toronto. Like, how do you like? How do we navigate that? How do we? It, how can we pick up when someone is fetishizing us as Black women, and when we do experience it as Black women, how do we um, stop it in its tracks? Like, how do we have those type of conversations? Would you just like stop seeing a guy if you realize you were being fetishized? Like. Mm-hmm. What, what's your opinion on that? Okay, I would definitely just, I would nip that in the butt. Like, I would stop talking to a guy who's fetishizing me, which has happened before. I've actually had a guy, like, say some really weird shit to me. I don't know if I told you on the phone the other day. And, okay, I'll say it. He said he wanted to put his white dick in my black pussy. <gasps> and then he continued to keep talking about my That's brain. all he could say about you? Yeah. Like, oh hell no! So that's a no on like that's a no on a whole nother level. I thought being told that I sound white was like yeah. bad. Black pussy is like like that's just disgusting. Yeah, that's just disgusting. Like, why do you keep talking about the color of my vagina? Like, and this is why I don't fuck with Toronto man. <laughs> this is why I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay, so and this was like this is my experience with the white dude. But honestly, I've had like, I'm, I've had good experiences dating white dudes. I just never really had sex with them that much. Mm-hmm. And I dated a lot of different other, like I dated a white freaking Jew guy and I'm a black Muslim girl. So this, that mm-hmm. was like very like, whew. but he was cool. He definitely wasn't a fetishizer. Like he was more like a, a priest. Like he, he knew about my roots. He was mm-hmm. some, he knew more about, my Somali Ethiopian roots than I did a little bit. And I was That's like, cool. Oh, which was so he was educated. He was very educated, mm-hmm. and he taught me about Israel and da 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 da, and it was cute. And like that's the type of guy I can appreciate. But like I said, like over here in Toronto, I learned if you bring up like race or racism, people get like people get hot, and mm. I was like, why? And if I say like, oh, someone was racist to me, like, they'll be like, oh my god, like as if like I did something wrong. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. I can't tell you that someone's racist to me because it's kind of like racism is not prevalent to today's society, mm. and it's like to who? Because mm-hmm. this fucking lady on the bus the other day called me a nigger. The fuck? Like yeah. one lady on the the, the streetcar when I was like when I was like nine and my sister was like like thirteen, she pulled her hijab off. Wow. She pulled her hijab off to the point where, like, she pulled it back. My sister, like, got choked by her hijab. Are you serious? Yeah, and she acted like she sneezed. So. Oh, dude, I just got chills. Yo, I I, I screamed and, like, was going to, like, attack her. My sister was like, no, because she didn't see what happened. But I saw everything because I was sitting beside her. And I saw her go, hachoo. And, like, when her hachoo went down, she grabbed her because we were sitting in front of her. Wow. So she grabbed her hijab right off, and I'm like, this is the racist, the most racist shit I've ever experienced. Where in the city was that? This is downtown where I grew up on the streetcar, the 505 streetcar. So there you go, guys. Like, racism is alive and well. Even, like, 
in a city like Toronto where we think it's so diverse. Oh God, no. And, you know, it, and it just goes back. If you, you know, you can go listen to an episode I did on season one of Microaggressions. Like, the biggest thing you can do and support POC, whether that be your friends or in your dating life, in your sex life, in your relationships. If someone, if a person of color is telling you that you are being racist, that you're being insensitive, that those comments are not okay. You need to validate that. You need to validate and you need to listen to that person because bitch, I've been in this skin for 25 years. This isn't my, and, and this is also history. You know what I mean? Like I've lived this life. So if I'm telling you that your words are oppressive and that your words are not okay, you need to validate that. Okay, so just on that note, um, just bringing the conversation back to interracial dating and dating in this city. Um, I've only actually, fun fact, I've only actually ever been in an interracial relationship and I've only actually really done interracial dating. I personally have never really um, had a relationship with a black guy or a guy of color in that sense. Um, I've talked to some, but I haven't, and I've gone on some dates with some guys of color, but I've never actually had anything long-term or long-lasting with any, um, any of our brothers, right? So have you personally ever dated a guy of color that even, it was even presentable in that relationship or in that situation, situationship, I feel like we all go into situationships now, um, that he felt like you never felt like you as a black woman were validated or that you and your skin tone it wasn't seen in the way that you thought it could be or wish for um okay so when i was dating black men like i'm somali so um already when i date black men like they already have like like when i say black men like i'm just like let's just leave somalis out for now so anybody who's not somali who's black that i dated basically they were like everything was good. I, I mostly dated Trini men and Jamaican men because they fuck really good. And, um, <laughs> but um, but it was always like they just saw me as like a Somali girl. Like you know, some of them even told me like you're not a black, which was funny to me because I'm like the fuck wow. am I then if I'm not black? Some ignorant people be like, oh, because you're Muslim, you're brown. Because, mm. like, some Somalis are more light. But Did they just, still see you as exotic? They saw me as exotic, which was always and a I fucking good thing hate. to me. I hate that it word. It was only good to me because I always felt like I wasn't appreciated. Wow. So when I was called exotic, I was like, Ooh. but not from white men, but from a black man. So let me get the shape from the black men that you had experiences with mm -hmm. did they not really they, they probably weren't even seeing them uh, themselves as dating another black woman they probably saw themselves as dating uh as trying to men say a foreign tank oh my god <laughs> you know the thing I mean? about foreigns it's like foreign just means you're from a different country okay anybody could come from a different country People are associated with like being like Latina or like Brazilian or something like you know they they would say oh spicy different mm. like but my thing is dating black men like I love my black men like shout out to black men like I will always I will always love you kings I just but but, but. <laughs> skirt skirt <laughs> where do you think you're going um, <laughs> get back down here um, I'm just trying to say like if if you guys 
um, as a black man, if you if you are with a black woman or if you're not, just just remember to like let any black girl in your life know, especially if you have like a like females in your life that are black and they see you with another female who's not black. Just like let them know that they're beautiful and that like it's not it's not like about like people they talk big about preferences, but preference doesn't mean that you have to put down the other. Like no, right. preference literally does that's the opposite of a, like preference means like I don't mind this, I don't mind this, but I prefer this. Yeah, but. For them, it's more like, I don't like this because of that. And that's why I want this. Yeah. So that's not a preference. 100%. 100%. That's literally just you saying that, like, I don't like that anymore because something happened to me with that. Mm. And, like, I moved on. Like, because somebody who, like, let's say somebody who is, like, oh, my God, I was going to use a game console. Like, someone who has an Xbox, someone has a PS4 or PS5 now. Like, someone, like, will be like, oh, I don't use that Xbox anymore because... It's whack and it always fucking Xbox is whack, but Xbox would always like fuck up on me or all those fucking reasons why people don't like Xbox. But we're like, but instead of just saying like, oh, the PS5 is like something new for me, I like the PS5. No, they're just gonna talk about how much they hate the Xbox and what all the like, things wrong with the Xbox. And it's like what. Like, bar to it's an still, Xbox. It still like, served you. It still served like, you. It still did. Like, the thing is, like, my thing is, like, do you do you hate? Like, did something happen to you with the black woman? Like, or if it didn't, it's just you basically saying that is deeply rooted that you don't like darker skin. And you know what? That's it's it's crazy to say, but that's okay too, as long as you talk it out. Like, talk with yourself. Let yourself like like get in touch with your ancestors. Like, you know, like think about what really happened to from. black people. Yeah. And how people used to treat black people and how you're using that same, you know, language now towards, like, it might be, it might be hidden because you're a black man, but, like, I felt, I felt the most, like, prejudice from black men. It's crazy to yeah. say. And I'm trying to tell this to Janelle because it's like, like, she's never experienced that, but it's like sad. I don't want to put black men down one bit, but I have to say that that's the most experience I've had was with the black man and white men like I felt like with my experience they they try to lift me up in ways that were kind of annoying because I'm like you don't even know shit about me right but they were definitely trying to and that always in in my head it always put me in a space where I was like okay so um a black man will never understand me and Somali guys I kind of threw them out the picture because I was like I'm not gonna end up with a Somali guy because all my brothers are, brothers are Somali and they're gonna look like my brother. <laughs> yeah, that's just and like you know, it, it, it is heartbreaking. Um, but we do have to acknowledge even our own colorism and our own issues within our own race and our own people. And mad respect to our brothers and mad respect to our black kings out there. But you know, one thing I can definitely say is you know I do know black men tend to be very protective, right? So. If you are battling, because, dude, I don't fucking blame you. Society is always pushing Eurocentric standards on us mm -hmm. constantly. And if you are struggling with your own identity and your own respect and regard for other black women, think about this. Think about how you want maybe your future daughter to be treated. So you can sit here and say, oh, I don't want to date black girls or they're this, they're that, they're this, that, they're ratchet. You need to realize, honey, you came out of a black vagina. Like, you know, you need to have res 
you know, you may not have respect now, but if you can maybe think about how you would want your daughter to be treated and how you want your daughter to be loved and appreciated by a, a man or a woman down the line in the future, and how you would want the world to perceive her when she dates, you wouldn't want her to be treated that way. So why are you treating other black women in that sense? And so, you know, obviously- It's deeply rooted. It is deeply rooted, it is super deeply rooted. And I'm happy that we were able to have a discussion on issues as two black women trying to navigate dating in a very international city. Well, white men, the advice we have for you is, Honestly, when you're dating a black woman, don't try to play any um, music that you think a black girl would like. Because let me stop you right there, honey. Because it's just not it. Um, it. I appreciate when a a white guy would be like, you know, like, would honestly, you don't have to, but like, I had a white guy be like, oh, tell me about my roots and about like ancient history. And I'm like, oh, I never knew he knew. Like, that's cute. That's cute. Not only are you interested in me, but you like, you were already before you even met me, like interested in my mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. which is something like educate yourselves, you know, educate yourselves, and and that's the best way to do it. Not like try to relate to them through like pop culture, or through like what you see in the media or like the shade room. Exactly. Like, shade room. Oh Don't God. even get me started. Even, like all <laughs> the shade rooms are like I'm black. No, I like, and then when people don't realize is like fetishes lead to violence and um, black women are already the number one victims of sexualized violence in this world. And so the number one unprotected person is is a black black woman. woman. And so if you want us to, if you are here to be with me, if you're here to be with May, if you're here to be with the black woman that you're dating, who's in your fucking DMs right now, check yourself, Be, be, be like, all right, am I into her? Right. Be with all of her. Be with, with every little her. piece of her beautiful melanated self. Or are you into the idea of what you think she should be? And if you are into the idea, look into that and do some research. And so when you do meet a black girl, you're not just like, I like the way you look, you know? I understand you. I feel like they like us at the way we look until they see us without makeup and with a bonnet oh on. <laughs> the thing is, like... Though I, I, know, I know people that would like, I've had guys tell me like, oh, like you look so much prettier without makeup and your hair is crazy. And like, it's cute, but I get annoyed. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear my makeup and I'm going to slip my baby hairs down. Yes. And I'm going to wear my hair the way I want to. And they're like, wow, I was just giving you a compliment. And I feel like I'm definitely <laughs> overdoing like it a little bit. Yeah, like, like I'm doing it for me. It's not, it's not black or white men. Every man just really wants to tell you that they what they like. It's like, I, so like I woke up this morning. Can you grow your dick bigger? Oh my god. You know what I come, like? Come talk to me about my makeup when that grows bigger. Okay, yeah, thanks. I like Brad Pitt's lips. You don't fucking like that. And I honestly think. I just want to say thank you so much, May. Oh my for God! Coming here, yeah. having a kiki. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Cheers, baby. No, thank you for having me. Thank Ooh. you for having me. Honestly, it's been an honor, and I can't wait. It's my first podcast. Like, let me know how I do, you guys. She's doing great. She's doing ten out of ten. I'm gonna definitely get some friends to listen to this because this, <laughs> this is something I feel like is real. Can really teach people. I remember. You can have your cake, Cake. and you can eat it too!